podcast yes sound is better this time around isn't it when you use your right microphone <laughs> so <laughs> let's get started so the title for today i'm going reverse right now it's mortar makes it happen so let's get started today i'd like to talk about the three keys to business development and how you can put the right bricks in place to build a solid foundation and that i think is one of the most crucial things that most people don't even think about because when you start your own business you start in a garage you start in your office you start in a bedroom wherever you started on the moon on mars it doesn't matter where it is setting up the right foundation because if you don't have the right foundation yes doing it off the you know of the uh, uh, garage is great but you need a foundation to to be able to grow your company and not feel like you're running on one leg or none at all so there are three main areas of business development innovation quantification and orchestration. Don't you love it? Feels like a symphony. If done well, these three areas will help you build a solid foundation for your business. So let's talk about each one of these for just a minute, okay? Only a bit more than a minute. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be more than a minute. Innovation. Innovation should not be confused with creativity, which is the expression of ideals. Innovation is taking those ideas and put them into actions. So it's the same way when I'm talking about um, my different coaching and uh, when I'm talking on different blogs, it's you name it and you go and claim it. You can name any dreams you've got, but if you don't put into the action, which is claiming it, well, you're going nowhere. And that's the same thing here. It's understanding what the innovation is compared to creativity. I'm a creative person. I can create a lot of things. When I'm talking innovation, it's about my business. It's helping others. But there's a way to do it. All right? So this is where a large amount of your focus should be in the beginning and even through your business entire lifespan. You have to be innovative. And I know some companies claim they are innovative when they are copying cat the others to try to keep up with the market or the competition. What stands you apart of everybody else's is how do you see your product or service? What do you want to create that will help mankind? What attracts you into where you are with your business? What do you want to do that really gonna continue to bring the clients because you could have one product that sells which is fine nothing wrong about that but you can look at the way and I talked about it in a, in my past podcast it's how to innovate how to change how to update how to modify all of this to get something even better okay quantification so let's talk about quantification because this of course refers to the numbers we're talking about the value of your innovation. The best way to gauge this is by your customer's response. 
Look to positive responses for what you're doing, right? And keep doing it. Look to your negative responses to find out what you're doing wrong and fix it. Isn't it awesome? Two different things. Use the positive one to encourage you to continue what you're doing because you're on the right path. Now, course correct your mistake by looking at the negative feedback you're getting. Because those negative feedback are not there to put your head down in the sand and depress you. It's to tell you your product is, could be good, but it's missing things. And we're going to tell you which one. And that's your job to go and fix it or get your team to fix it. This is how it works. That's the best thing you can ever do to yourself is to really take both to heart and really fix it. Because if you're fixing what doesn't work, you're going to bring more customers in your business. That's how it works. So this will enable you to keep growing and progressing with the needs of your customers in the business climate. Again, if you're creating something that is not relevant to clients, you're not going to bring anyone to the door. So it doesn't mean you have to look at what is the latest flavor in a world either. Because again, you know, you can get a few things that people are going to chase after because oh, that's the latest trend. But we're talking about your product. We're talking of how of service can it be to the people. And the more you know what your voice of the customer, VOC, voice of the customer is, the better you can improve your products or services. Either way, it doesn't matter which one we're talking about because that's all the same here. Okay, so when you're done with the quantification, then the last piece of the puzzle is the orchestration. Yes, once you had a chance to find what areas are working, you can narrow it down, those areas, and concentrate on making them the standout ideas. You shift your focus here to get the most out of your business and to meet the needs of your customers. Yes. Again, I'm going to say that again. Once you had a chance to find what areas are working, you can narrow it down to those areas and concentrate on making them the standout ideas. Exactly. Because you're shifting your focus here to get the most out of your business and to meet the need of your customers. You're listening to the voice of a customer. So you have to listen to them. If you want a um, successful product and you're just launching it, listen to the feedback. There is nothing wrong with that because remember, there is always a slight difference between everything we do and... Um, when we launch a product into the market, it might not work for everybody. Maybe we need to tweak it a little bit. Or maybe things are working so great, then utilize this to brand it. So again, we can help you work through those three areas to put together your franchise prototype during your guided tour. If in the next few lessons, we're going to transition to the seven specific area you need to consider in a franchise prototype process.
And yes, it's all about franchise right now. But I think you can take something, even if you don't have a franchise, you can take something out of it that can help you if you run your own business. Actually, there is nothing that should limit you to just say, well, we're not going to be listening because, oh my God, she only talks about franchise. No, look at everything we're doing right now and apply those principles to your own business as well. Because you need a primary aim. We're going to talk about the strategic objective, the organizational strategy, management strategy, people strategy, marketing strategy, system strategy. And guess what? It applies for every single business. It doesn't have to be only for franchisee. Because I can guarantee one thing. Most people don't have a strategic objective. They don't have the organizational strategy. They don't have the management strategy. They don't have the people strategy because they don't know. They don't know how to hire people, where to put the right people in places as well. Management strategies, I have witnessed people who wanted to be in management so desperately. They play some games, they end up there in management and they were not able to lead properly. That's a problem. And it doesn't matter if it's a billion dollar company to a million dollar company. It doesn't matter. If you cannot lead your team properly, it's going to be an unfolding disaster. But you need to know your strategy, your objectives. You need to understand the marketing part of it. You need to understand the system strategy because system means computers, means software in the background. What do I need to get the job going? What do I need to have to run my company properly? I need my accountant. I need my software. I need my marketing. I need my website. I need people. And I need managers, and I need doers, I need thinkers. This is what you need. So think about it. And some people will say, well, but you know, Emma, I'm not going to buy a, um, a McDonald's franchise. I want a, I want a hardware store. I'm sold to a hardware store because you need the right people. If you need to run your tailor, well, you're going to need to have the software because you need your inventory. Remember... That whatever you need, you need a software that can run your inventory. You don't want to spend your time to try to figure out what needs to be ordered. It should be automated. If you don't have that yet available, then you need to create your own manual system that will help you. Because if you're running out of items from the shelves, well, the customer is going to go somewhere else. So you need to make sure whatever sells, you have it in the back. You don't need uh, to, uh, well, now we do actually. Uh, do a little bit more inventory because of the pandemic. A lot of people, you know, a lot of companies run very thin. In and out, that's it. We're keeping maybe a day or two on the shelf and that's it. Well, the rotation was nice until the pandemic hit. And this is where people run out of raw material. Or they went crazy, like cuckoo, like Kokopov, and they tried to have a surplus of... Um, in uh, raw material think about even to put it into perspective here in the u.s which was like what is wrong with you people running out of toilet paper it was just like okay guys uh yeah but why are you piling up on the amount of toilet paper seriously was it necessary for everybody to go and run to the store and empty the toilet paper no but the frenzy went in then everybody we are buying cr like crazy toilet paper. Did not because I had uh, uh, some stuff at home. I'm like, I'm fine. I can I can last for uh, several months. I'm good because I always had uh, um, a full one um, of toilet paper. 
But I think about it for a minute. So now we are in a in a different space compared to other companies said, well, you know, we can order and get it the next day. Now you need to stock a little bit more than you used to. That's something that is different. But you need to remember that if you got something that's sold out, then you need it to have it on the shelf more than something that doesn't sell. I talked about it on a previous podcast when I was doing, uh, and that's a good example, ordering. Actually, it was awesome because I said the first week I was already, I already knew what was needed. And I didn't know that store from Adam or Eve. But I knew by looking at what I was replenishing that it's like, holy moly, I need more of this. I need to expand it. So they let me do it. They were smart enough. The, um, that was Kathy. Uh, that was that let me do it I was in training and I, as I said within a week I was writing the orders I needed because I was wearing those sections uh, I was working those sections but I knew exactly what people were and how much it would buy I will do it through the pound and as I said a hundred pound of uh, jalapeno to be sold in like um, not even three days three to four days it depends on uh, what was going on and I could go up to 150 pounds well, that's a lot of jalapeno, isn't it? Well, guess what? This is what people are buying. Stuff that didn't work, but we, re, we reshuffle, we change, we brought up stuff in. But you monitor, you look at it. Always making sure that in every sales I had, I always had it in the back, some available. And that works just great. But a lot of people don't realize that. It's like, oh, well, I'm not going to care about what needs to come. Well, you do. Remember that if you don't have the right suppliers, if you're always working with people, that's going to give you any excuses in the world to don't deliver what they need. Then it's time to, you know, I always said, once is fine, two is a pattern. So if it's a repeating same situation and you need to look at people who are dependable, but again, you need to build up a little bit more inventory than we used to. Where people were solely on the shelf. You know, it's like, yeah, we got maybe a day or two or whatever. But now it's a little bit more than that. So if you're looking at a franchise, look at how it runs and make sure you got everything you need accordingly. Now, you didn't need to stack up like crazy, but at least look at what is necessary to... Um, to be able to do that it to me it's a key the key to success is to have all of this and i know a lot of people um and i think um a lot of people don't have a training on how to run a company okay we all start somewhere i was talking with somebody and i was explaining this actually uh, throughout the years um then i've been a consulting person what i did is to understand how company works I never stayed in my line. I wanted to learn. I observe what our companies are doing on merger and acquisition, on everything. And I started to look at, okay, they're doing this and what works, what doesn't work. So when I started my, my business, I knew exactly what I needed as my foundation. Now, there is stuff that you're going to learn along the way that you're not aware of. But at least I had the operation set. I had everything set up, actually. So for me, my foundation were there. But if you don't have your foundation, then that's becoming a problem. So you have to understand. And I know some of the franchisees will make, go to their little university uh, to make you understand and help you, try to help you before they, you, know, you go out in, um, in the real world, explain to you 
how things work, how it's set up, blah, blah, blah. So you get the support and the understanding and how it works. But it takes a lot of organization uh, behind it. And a lot of people don't realize that you need their people skill. You need your skill sets because you cannot talk trash to people. You have to learn to communicate as well. Learning from your managers to your doers to the person who's going to maybe come and fix something uh, in your business. So that is another key. Understanding how things run. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to know it, but having the understanding. And as you're practicing, there is stuff maybe that's going to be a little bit more challenging. But think for a minute that all of this will help you to run a better business. How beautiful is that? And a franchise. And what is needed. And what you're looking at. And the innovation. And feeling comfortable. At the beginning, you're going to follow step by step what they're telling you. Then, from your franchise, you're going to do your own variation when you are comfortable. Unless you're very good at it and you're very comfortable with everything you're doing. Which is fantastic. But not everybody is comfortable with everything. So keep this in mind when you are thinking about... Um, about everything you want to do with your franchise, okay? But think about at your business as well. It's not about the franchise. It's also at your business. Being authentic, being true to your own self, ensuring that everything will work as it, sh- as it should be, but being you. For me, the most critical thing that people need to remember out of everything is set up the right foundation and being you. If you are you, you have a better chance for people to come, for people to be part of your organization. You don't need to run a business like a tyrant. It doesn't work well. You will never succeed and get where you need to be. Lead it by being kind. Not being a fool. Being kind, it doesn't mean you're a fool or an idiot or naive. Being kind is how I want to be treated, I will treat you the way that I want to be treated. That's all. Being mindful. And a lot of people will be receptive to it. And it, you can read people. If people are players and you don't want them, then don't hire them. But use the innovation, the quantification, and the orchestration to do what you got to do. And this applies not only to uh, franchisee, but it applies for business itself. What I'm talking about is for your business as well. Because what do you want to create? Are you having the right product or services? Do you feel you want to grow? Do you feel you want to modify yourself? Yes, you have to figure this one out. So this was our podcast for today. On our next podcast, we're going to be talking about the corporate puzzle. Oh, yeehaw. (laughs) And I have a story to share about it between corporate and stores oh boy oh boy i'm telling you it was just oh it was something crazy absolutely insanely crazy so we'll talk about it i'm sure i will share some stories uh, if you have any comments or would like to schedule a poem with me you can go on www.edgintuitive.com Otherwise, you can connect with me via LinkedIn, Alignable. I forgot Alignable, actually, since I'm an ambassador. Yay! So Alignable, which is a fantastic uh, way to network as well. Um, And you can go on TweetTweet, Instagram, and Facebook at Emma Digalo, one word. So 
that is what it is. And I will talk to you later. Oh, my love. Bye.